Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Lots of fun things to talk about. Lots of fun things to talk about. All right, let's start with the games that will be happening tonight, David, um, in San Francisco at the Chase Center. The Golden State Warriors face the Sacramento Kings down the Warriors down 0-2 defending champs. First time in the Steph Curry era, they have been down 0-2 in the playoff series. Um, Let's start with the biggest elephant in the room, which is, of course, Draymond Green will not be available for Game 3 as he was suspended. He was assessed a flagrant foul penalty two in game two for stomping on the chest of uh, God. <laughs> King DeMontis. Center, DeMontis Sabonis. If you watch the replay, you see as Sabonis crashes to the ground, he does bring his arms up over his face, like over his head, and Draymond's leg is next to his face, so his leg is on the inside of his arm. Draymond's trying to run down the court because uh, the, the Warriors have the ball on offense. His, his leg isn't free because it's wrapped up by DeMontis. He pulls it up, realizing, oh, it's pulled up. He could have just stopped there or pulled it out and kept running. But instead of that, he pulls it up and makes a decided, a decided action to stomp down on the chest of DeMontis Sabonis. And it was clearly intentional. I don't. There's no other way you can watch that video and say otherwise. Now, you can argue about whether you think he was provoked by Sabonis, whatever, fine. But that that act that Draymond did was intentional. That is not in dispute. Okay. Refs call. They blow the whistle. Ends up being a technical foul on, on Sabonis. Draymond gets the penalty, flagrant penalty too, as, I, as I'm told. Before that's happening, as the refs are reviewing it, Draymond is over on the towards the Warriors bench, looking out at the crowd. And he is going full WWE wrestling heel. All right. He's whooping them up. Yeah, yeah. You booed me louder, louder, louder. He used some choice words to describe a female body part. You guys all know what it is. Um, you know, not ideal. That part in and of itself, him yelling that to fans in that area, that didn't bother me personally because fans yell awful things to players all the time. So I that didn't bother me and my sensibilities. However, uh, Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, was in attendance at that game and was sitting right there and getting to witness all of this. Day goes by. We hear a little bit of nothing. Then Joe Dumars, uh, the executive vice president, head of operations of the NBA, comes out and says Draymond will be suspended for a game and in part uh, because of his history of unsportsmanlike conduct in these games. Okay, now people want to you know, argue, should his history be held against them? I know, David, you don't think it should be. Be that as it may, it is what happened. Um, I will say I believe the suspension is justified. Um, Draymond does stuff like this all the time. All the time. Now, it may not be directly stomping on a guy's chest, but he, among almost any player in the NBA, is given wide berth by the officials to go up to the line and cross the line. He is what Charlie Murphy would call a habitual line stepper. Okay? That's, that's just what Draymond does. And we've all watched enough Warriors games to see it. Sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. The last thing I'll say, David, before I open the floor to you is Draymond often does this and it serves as maybe a catalyst for the Warriors and his team to inspire them to play better. Draymond plays better with an edge and with conflict and with emotion stirring. That's the kind of player that he is. When the Warriors win, it's seen as a good thing. Well, if they lose, it's not so much of a good thing. 
But these these acts, these things that he does, they happen every single season. And what I find interesting is this was a premeditated, not premeditated. This was a, a calculated decision by Draymond. He's a super fast processor. He knew exactly what he was doing in the moment, whooping the crowd up, doing all that. This is happening earlier and earlier for the Warriors in their postseason runs. Used to be in the finals, he would do this. Maybe the conference finals. Last year, it was the conference semis. This year, it is game two of round one. That's telling me the champs are feeling vulnerable. Draymond is feeling vulnerable. And this is what's happening. All right. So first of all, let me make one correction from something I said to you after, because uh, I was wrong. Um, I did text you that I, I don't want his previous indiscretions held against him. I thought about it because that's what we're supposed to do as adults. We're supposed to think. Mm-hmm. And I'm leading to something on this later. Um, well, in a sense, they're trying to prosecute a law, which is what we have in, well, theoretically in our country. We have laws. And they do that in the law. Mm-hmm. How often you have been not paying uh, uh, for your kid Little League games or whatever. There's a penalty Speeding tickets, yeah. whatever. Right, right. Speeding tickets, yeah. Uh, I have, I, I, I've had some players, uh, some players, I've had some friends that I grew up with that would not want to pay child support on time until they were, it got in trouble for it. The sheriff shows up at their door. Yeah. They did fucked up, you know, and these are, I, I'm, they, you know, they came to me for sympathy. No, not getting it from me. You, you, the first time you can call it a mistake. If it keeps happening, you're a fucking idiot, man. I'm not, I'm not friends with you anymore. So. So I do think that should matter. His, what, is, what you said is right. He has done this before. So, so Gerard, let me, just, let me just paint a picture for you. I'll be very quick. I think I've told this once before, probably on the show. But when I, when I was only 22, Draymond's how old? Uh, over, over 30. Well way, over 30. Way over 30, yeah. <laughs> 32, so 33? At, at 22, 23, I started dating like what I thought the hottest girl I ever saw in my life. I knew I wanted to marry this girl. I told her as much. But what did she know? She was 19, right? I'm just some idiot. Making no money as a JV basketball coach. <laughs> I didn't have a real job. I worked at a sporting goods tour. I didn't teach for the following year. But on, on Friday afternoons, we would go a happy hour. A place called Tucson. Little Tex-Mex place. Very Americanized. All the yuppies went there. And, and I pretended to be yuppie. I had, I had $8. You know, I had nothing. <laughs> but all the financial people from the area of St. P. Clearwater, Tampa, not all, many of them would come. And they're wearing their nice suits. And they look good. And they drove their nice cars. And I, didn't, I had, a, you know, the old Honda Accord that was, Painted a couple of times over. And I said to my wife, on more than one occasion, we would go there. Like, if some dude is, is talking to you, because, I mean, I, I, I wasn't anyone who was going to intimidate anybody. I was six foot, 95 pounds. I knew I was tough, but they didn't know that. And surely didn't believe that I could land a girl like this. So I knew, I know what guys are like, because I went to college. Yeah, yeah. And I said, if anyone does anything, just hold my hand and we're going to leave. Because what's not going to happen is this guy is going to challenge me to a fight and I'm going to get into a fight because that's the end of my career. I think I want to be a coach. It seems like I like this job. And if I get arrested for either getting my ass kicked or kicking someone's ass or a tie, mm-hmm. I'm fucked. I'll never get a job in this business. And so if you love me, you'll just walk out with me. She's like, well, of course I'm going to walk out with you. But I told her that in part because I didn't want her to think that, oh, he wants to show off for me. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I know exactly what might happen if I stand up and challenge someone. We are just going to leave because anything else is bad for me. And I was 22 and I was not a mature 22, I promise you. So you said what you said is right. Draymond knows exactly what he was doing. I, that doesn't mean he went into the game thinking he wanted no. to stomp on someone's right. chest. 
But I've heard I've heard lots of people. We're only talking about this because everyone else keeps keeps trying to give them a pass. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't that bad. Well, what what at what point would it have been bad? So the guy in the Bills got hit in the heart and his heart stopped. Mm-hmm. So can we agree that if that was the result where he goes in cardiac arrest, a suspension is warranted? If we can agree to that, right? Okay. So how far does it have to be? Do I really think it's bruised? I have no idea. Right. He's supposedly questionable today. Right. That's questionable. Right. Your your calling him questionable is questionable. Correct. I'm not sure he's really hurt, <laughs> but clearly stomped on him mm-hmm. and had absolutely every reason to not do anything but fall down like Chris Paul would have done or someone mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And and Marcus Smart and got in the take foul. Were they were they going back on offense or defense? Offense. They're running. They're running by That's off- what I offense. thought. What get the take foul. foul mm-hmm. Get a free throw in the ball. Right. And the ball. Yeah. Like, come on, Draymond. Like that, you know, you fucked up, and I, I thought Steve Kerr handled it great. Draymond apparently has handled the final. I don't think he's said very much, has he? No, since that I, moment, I don't think so. Yeah, um, he's uh, he, he's Steve said, Coach Kerr said he's um, walked to the edge a lot, and okay, yeah, he has. That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. We when I was when when I was first dating Chrissy and I was coaching my kids from two of the worst projects, probably the two worst in St. Pete, two of the worst three. Like, you think I told them, hey, if they grab your leg first, everything's okay? Right, actually, right. actually, I did, I did say that in my first year of coaching because I thought it gave me street cred. Mm-hmm. I told them, if they elbow you in the face, you can take them out. I, was, I completely transformed when I realized that's the worst thing I can tell these young, mostly black men. I cannot let them do that. And so we always talked about taking the high road. We'll get them back on the scoreboard. We'll get, I, there's ways to set good screens. Mm-hmm. I told them I will never get mad at you for a box out foul. If they take a ship shot at you, fucking box them out in the bleachers. That's, <laughs> I'm fine with that. But we are not going to throw a punch for sure. And so the Warriors got exactly what they deserve. Draymond's been this way his whole career. It's worked out great, but it doesn't always work out great. It didn't work out great in, against Cleveland in that one year they lost the championship. And it's not going to work out great because they're probably going to lose this series. Not definitely. Right. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. If anyone can rally up for a game, it's them. It's them. Mm-hmm. Right? We think so. Mm-hmm. The Kings are good, but they're not Kings great on the good. road. They're mm-hmm. not great on the road. Yeah, it could be 2-1 with Draymond. Well, actually, and then it'll be great. The Kings have the second best road record no, in the league. No, they're good on the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're just not like the old yeah. Warriors on the right. road. Right, right. They're good on the road. This is their first road playoff game. Yes, first one. It's possible they could win the game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. Very it's going to be hard. They're willing to pivot. I'm sure Steve's got some, Coach Kerr's got some good ideas. But, uh, this is you you pay for Draymond and this is the tax you get sometimes for it. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent there. Anyone who's out there sort of caping for Draymond and saying he gets a bad rap, it's like stop. It's like again, Draymond gets the a long, a wide berth, wider than almost any other player in the league for things that he does. I uh, trust me, I watch the games and I see the refs hold their whistle and tongue often when they would easily be like, say one more thing, and I'm tossing you. Like, he gets that he is allowed to walk up and cross that line, a habitual line stepper. So this is not surprising. Again, when they when it, when they win, all good, right? Steve Kerr said it. We don't have champions without Draymond. It's true. Bob Myers said the same thing. I also like what Bob Myers said, the GM, when he said, look, there is no appellate court, so you can feel however you want to feel. Fact is, Draymond's not playing in game three. Right. So, right. Over, right? You, like, you, said, you said something else, Gerard, that I want to pick up that I really liked. Mm-hmm. You used the word vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I, I, would not, I was not thinking in those terms. I was thinking in these terms, but we're, it's similar. Uh, they are pressed. This is this team's playing faster than us. 
Mm-hmm. They're better than us. We can't guard them. And we've had trouble guarding people all year, but we didn't care. Well, not trouble all year, but most of the year. In previous championship years, we've cared and been successful. We're, we're doing fine on defense. We're not doing great. Like, they're definitely, the Kings aren't rolling the way they right. did in the regular season. But they can't solve uh, pick and rolls. They, they don't have anyone to drop with. Looney can't protect the rim. Draymond now definitely can't protect it, but it wasn't great before. Uh, Fox is, is probably the Fox. best player in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sabonis is aggressive and physical. And when you start complaining about that, that, that kind of is funny too. Yeah, they're, you're, they're pressed. They're like, this is no, this ain't the Kings we were hoping to get. They're, they're playing great. And, you know, you always say players, because you talk to them, they don't need any extra motivation. They're already motivated enough as it is, right? Because they're trying to keep jobs and get contracts. Most of them. Most most of them. them. Um, But no doubt, the Kings heard the talk about, ooh, the Warriors couldn't wait to get this. This is a clear path for them to get to the conference finals because they'll beat whoever gets out of the Lakers-Grizzlies series. And the Kings are like, well, wait a minute. As you said, David, when we did our preview show, we are the three seed, not them. We're the ones who play better all season long. And Coach Brown knows them really well. I think that's mm, not something we should just – I think I glossed over even more. He really knows them. He knows – I can picture him saying to Sabonis, uh, basically, keep doing what you're doing. He'll kick you or he'll punch you. Like I'm not, I'm not saying he really knew he was going to be right, but you're planting seeds all the time as a coach. Let's break them. We used to always say, take a stick and try – I used to always tell my team this. I take a stick. I literally would do this. And you start applying pressure, applying pressure, snaps. I'd say, that's what our press is going to do tonight. I would do that a lot before a game. I love what you're saying there. We're going to touch on Brown in one second. I also love what Kevon Looney said. They asked him, you know, we're hearing that Sabonis is playing, like, aggressive. He's, like, grabbing. He's looking. And and Kevon was like, not really. He's doing what every big man does. That's what we all do down there. Hopefully he, this time I'll get the benefit of the doubt, but that's that's what big men do down low. Like I, I have no problem, Gerard, with Draymond Green having a career on TNT if that's what people want to see. It's not what I want to see. He is a brilliant basketball mind. Brilliant. But I want Kevon Looney on the show too. <laughs> Just give me a truth teller. Right. I don't need all the pizzazz and charisma. <laughs> give me a truth teller. I fucking, you know how I love Kevon Looney. It, of course. Yeah. He's, I just, I love that I saw that. Like, yeah. He was like, dead whatever, basketball. This, this is what happens. <laughs> like, you, they, they do this. Hopefully next time. Have you guys been the watching doubt. the NBA? Like, right. this is what we do down yeah. there. He's like, right. all bets are off down there. I was like, right. okay. If Kevon's <laughs> saying it, the rest of you should be fine. Right. Right. Let's go to Mike Brown, who, by the way, was named yeah. unanimous coach of the year. So not only did he win it from that, the coaches' that association. That was surprising. Unanimous. He also won it from the NBA. It's wonderful, well-deserved, 16-year playoff hiatus. He did a great job. I'm convinced, David, like you. I don't think Mike said Draymond's going to do X. I think this is what he said. At some point in this series, Draymond will do something. Yeah, he'll lose he's, go- yeah. he's going to go over the edge. Yeah. We, as a collective, cannot get wrapped into it. But I'm, he drilled that into their heads a million times. It's coming. Do not let it affect what we do. And what I loved about that game, too, was, I don't know if you saw the quotes about this, Fox said, not Brown, but he did. The guys were on the court all cuddled together and said, they're probably going to kick Draymond out. This is usually the time that the Warriors now go on a run and win the game. We ain't letting that happen. And the Kings went on an 8-0, 10-0 run or something, to end the, and it, it was over. Like, there's a way in which they're being mature and poised, and I think particularly against this Warriors team, because Brown knows them so well and knows what their counters may be, it just... It's not, it's not quite like having all the answers to the test, but it's knowing these are the questions we're going to be asking. 
I don't have the answers, but here are, here are all the questions we're going to ask. It's like they have that. They know the questions. So they can study ahead of time that here's what our answer is going to be to these questions. And I, and I think Brown's doing a great job. I love what I'm seeing. As you said, Warriors can easily rattle off two in a row at home. And now we're 2-2 going back to San Sacramento. Now the pressure is squarely on the Kings again. But if they do what they're continuing to do, which is focus in, do what we said in our preview. They're running the Warriors ragged, right? Keep they, playing they with pace. Yeah. Shoot a ton. They're shooting more threes in the Warriors. Shoot more threes. It'll, it will work itself out. If this game is tight late, the Warriors may for the first time in a long time start being like, wait a minute, we're not just turning it on and it's happening and now we're up 15. Like that, they might start feeling some stress in some areas. Uh, yes, I have one thing to add. Um, there's two series going on where I think that there can be a major trade between the two teams. We'll talk about the other one later. Um, not a trade, but just a, a, a transaction. Uh, if Sabonis would would start shooting more threes and making them at a decent rate, which is certainly possible, uh, Draymond Green and Sacramento would be kind of interesting. They, they're, they're throwing a lot of passes. They're trying to be an open-ended team, not no yeah. one just in the post all the time. Right, right. Uh, it would give them two very gifted passers at the big spot. Uh, Draymond helps them defensively, which is a big deal. Um, has all that winning stuff. You know, so what Mike is doing now to exploit Draymond's flaws, he could be paying for, he'd be paying for that this summer. I thought about that. Yeah. Um, and you, you brought it up. The reality is, I, I don't know if this situation will have an impact on what happens this summer. Just so everybody's clear, Draymond has a player option for next year, which all likelihood is he's going to opt out because he will make another all NBA defense, all defensive team, which by the CBA uh, rules that will allow him for a max extension, but at his age at 33, is that, is that right? I didn't even know that. I think if you make any of the all league teams that, wow. yeah. So, I, and if you, you know, if you had a defensive player of the year within a certain, whatever, yeah. all, all those yeah, it things, it doesn't mean he'll get it, but he's eligible for it. He's, he's he eligible it, for right? it. If he gets and it, yeah. he is not worth that to anyone, but the warriors, in my opinion, because I don't think any other team has the right situations that up minus Sacramento, as you said, to, well, they may not pay that. Right. So would Sacramento pay, you think? I don't think so. I, I mean, I mean, so. sorry, we go and say pay. You don't think so? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I just, Lakers got to look around and say, look, my tax bill and my payroll bill really high. And if we flame out in the first round, do I want to run this back again next year? Yeah. He may not. So this is interesting. Will Draymond be around next year? We shall see. David, last thing. Yeah. Because I don't want this to under undercut the reality of the situation and we need to give them credit. The Kings are just flat out outplaying the Warriors. That's what's happening through two games. They've just been the better team and they deserve props. And it shouldn't be all about, oh, it's because Draymond. The Kings have been better and the Warriors players, they feel that and they know that. I completely agree. They've outplayed them, generally speaking, most of the two series. And uh, they got to do it on the road now, but um, they were the better team all year. This is right now. This is just going as kind of expected. Yeah. All right, uh, Suns Clippers will also be tonight, which on the NBA schedule. Guys, two West Coast teams starting tipping at the same time. Bad luck by the NBA. Figure this out. I know there's arena issues and whatever and concerts and stuff, but come on, man. I got to have the double box going or whatever. This is really annoying. Anyway. Uh, Adva- advantage Thorpe. <laughs> I don't have that problem here. Thorpe's like, I got 
80 TVs. So not I can 80. see more. I not know. 80. The truth is, I'd rather on a weekend, I'd rather just hang out with my wife. I don't want one game in the house, but I'm not going to have that choice. Now, <laughs> no, tonight. Yeah. Two games going at once. Uh, Suns evened up their series with the Clippers at 1 1. Um, yeah. They they really shot the ball extremely. Devin Booker was incredible. Is, that, is this your favorite series so far after two? Um, Cle- Cleveland, New York is Cleveland, good. New York's yeah. And it's, actually, this I, series is really good. I like Memphis. the Suns Kings. I mean the 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 Kings uh, Warriors series because yeah. the Kings like I like yeah, when young good. when young teams show up. Yeah, and they don't like they're un- unafraid of the moment. They seem when, unafraid by the moment. What do they What do they say in Instagram? Uh, you are him. He is him. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone's him now. I'm like everyone. Yeah. Everyone can't be him. I see right? that a lot. Like, when we I got too many hymns. When I when I look at my son's his Instagram. Um, well, you know who writing. you know who is him? Kawhi Leonard is that's, definitely yeah, him. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that, that se- in that series, there's He's a couple him. hymns. So there's a couple hymns. Yes, because yes. Devin was amazing. Oh, he was outstanding. Like, whoo, man, the level of shot making and uh, Coach Kawhi is so strong. Like he's six seven. His like hands are fucking huge. I, I, like I don't know if there's anyone in the league who can get him off his spot or get him away from where I just don't think you, you're. I think one guy out. could, but he's not eligible to play right now. I mean, he's not able to play. Stephen Adams is pretty strong. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen Adams. Yep, yep. That mm-hmm. might be it though. That but is, is he quick enough to hang out with Kawhi and the out on no, the can't guard right, right, whatever, yeah. right. I'm just saying, pure strength. Go yeah, on yeah, yeah. Rank number two. Yeah, Still yeah, pretty yeah. impressive for a guy six six seven, whatever. It's a win. He he's just doing amazing things on the floor. He's still ruthlessly efficient. Um, I haven't checked his numbers, but I I would. He's probably like 60, 50, 90 Shooting right now. Like I mean, he's just making yeah. everything. And, Hands and in it, his face, contested, don't matter. And there are line drives. Yes, no arc. Yeah, just... There's no margin for error. <laughs> yeah, Kobe was the same way. I just drive me crazy. It's like just... you might shoot seventy percent if you get some mark on the ball. You know? <laughs> it's wild. Um, I want to touch on Ty Lu, who we both talk about as being a fantastic coach, and we call him Mister Pragmatist because he don't have any ego about this. I will try whatever's going to get my team a win because that is the goal is to win this series. And Durant said something interesting. He's like, you know, they're doing everything. One possession they might double me. Next possession they may try. Every possession they may switch up what they do on me. And that is awesome because what that does, you know, Hubie Brown, who you love to say, you set, you set screens to do one thing, make the defense think. Well, on offense, you change your looks to do what? Make the offensive player think. Yeah. Making Durant slow down by half a beat, a qu- whatever it is, that's advantage defense. Yeah, I've told the story before. Um, I don't know if he remembers it, but when Udonis was playing Dirk in the championship um, in 06, I think it was, I... Uh, I'm mean, how do you guard Dirk? The only thing, I, and he's six seven. Uh, you're honest. The only thing I told him is um, change up how you guard him every possession. Don't you know? Force him left, force him right, close him out hot, close him out short. Uh, just tr- make him wonder for one second what's he going to do, just to try to disrupt his rhythm a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, um, he told James Posey that I remember it was a backup to him, and uh, obviously it worked out fine. I'm not sure that was the reason why, but um, I've been doing that ever since. Uh, I mean, not just with pros, but even just as you know, when I coach my son's teams, um, just if there's a guy that's rolling, just try to get in his head a little bit. Obviously, they're not at that level. Um, yeah, this is uh, the reason why I think Ty Luce on the best job in this in this playoff so far, though Mike Brown's been great also, um, is the Clippers look great. They do. And it's just, I mean, they're missing their second best player. Who's one of the best players in the world? Mm-hmm. And yet they just, guys are just looking good. That's the job of a coach. Deliver the team or the postseason 
ready to play great basketball. The Celtics look pretty good right now. Um, it, it helps when you're playing a weaker team. That's not the case in LA with right. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And they look sharp. We'll see what yeah. happens. You know, they yeah. play t- tonight. Tonight, yep. Game three tonight in LA. Yep. The same time, yeah, as the other one. Yeah, well, maybe an hour different. What what time? No, no, 10, same 10, time. Yeah, both really? both tip at like ten or ten thirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, yeah, that's uh, you know, the, the Clippers. I mean, Kawhi is everything, but he ain't the only guy. Mm-hmm. Norman's look good. We we Westbrook we said, had a better shooting night. Westbrook, yeah, he. Yeah, it's funny how that's worked out. It's um, we said in our preview that uh, for every reason, Terrence Mann has his best games in the West versus the Suns. That's mm-hmm. they're throwing out some his defense. It's a good series. Yeah, yeah. Very, very I would not series. be. I would not be surprised if it's two two after four. Yeah, no, that it just that, wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, this series could easily go six seven. This is what I think we said six or seven when we, when we did our predictions. And I and I think that's good. If 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 we can wave a magic wand and look forward a little bit, and Phoenix in the finals, and mm-hmm. we know they went six or seven against LA, that's I would argue that helped them get there. Yes, they they just you 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 have to bring more fire to a team that's full of steel but hasn't solidified yet. Mm-hmm. You know. They just haven't gone through much together. Yep. Make them win, win, a, win a you know down two one, win a game four, mm-hmm. or um or up or two two and have to win a close win game, game last five, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. just that's going to forge a stronger unit if they get there. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. Uh, you know, we talked in coaching, and I want to stay there because this is obviously your wheelhouse. I want to go to the other side. You know, we talked a lot about Monty and you know being a good man and inspiring and and, and those different things. You know. I worry about, and this could just be coach speak because coaches do coach speak at the end of games, but a lot of, you know, sometimes you got to take what the defense gives you. And I hear that and I'm like, oh, my David Korsh, my, my, my David Thorpe coach brain comes on. And it's like, no, the defense is forcing you into what they want you to do. You as the offense have to dictate to them what you want to do. You can't just take only what they give you. Right. And so I, I thought that was interesting. And I feel like sometimes, you know, Monty may have to just do a couple different things. Get Kevin on the move a couple times. Right. Because if you just let them stand there and on the block and get that's you're you're feeding into what they want to do, but you put them on the move, which you did a little bit more in game two. Funny how much easier on a roll he gets when you do that. I that's something to watch. So I I want to say they shot sixty percent from two, mm-hmm. or not yeah. from two, maybe from two, but from outside the paint in that game. Yeah, they were excellent. That, that's unlikely to happen more than another one time. Maybe they did not do that in game one. No. As as good and uh, uh, not just mid range, but as good out the paint, outside the paint shooters they are, they're not sixty percent good every game. So, I think to your point, finding ways to get easier shots inside the paint, even at fourteen feet, is is a good thing. Finding a way to get the free throw a little bit more. The more paint time you get, the more likely you get free throws. I also think that they are an exception to the take what the defense gives you. Uh, on some nights because of how they shoot so well. Yeah. I agree with you. It's what the defense want to give up. They don't want to give up a layup. That's the problem with guarding Phoenix mm-hmm. is what we'll give you, they're fucking great at that. They are. That's the problem with it. So um, it's like same as Kawhi. You can't let Kawhi get to the rim, right. but he'll kill you from mid-range too. He's yeah. just one of those rare guys. That's what Tao does. It makes a big difference. <laughs> There's not many plans to stop them or slow them down. Um how Phoenix comes out in game three on the road to me is really big. Yes. I don't mean just first five minutes. Just uh, can they can they go through sustained levels of high effort, high execution plays, shooting comes and goes. But mm-hmm. the other stuff, if it's there, they should stay connected to LA 
and and make it a, a clutch game, and then we'll see what happens. That that's the part you hit the nail on the head right there because they came out sluggish again in game two, right? And the Suns went up double digits. I mean, the, the Clippers went up double digits, yeah. and then that second quarter on, they all of a sudden started because you heard Monty at the sideline saying, "This ain't even about scheme. They're just, they're just racing better, and you got to yeah. play harder." Yeah. All of a sudden, after that timeout, they ever you just you can see it when guys all of a sudden. When they're setting their screen, they're jo- nobody was jogging. Everything was hard. And I was like, oh, funny when you play hard, how the game tends to start working out it's, in your favor. It's really the, the truth. That this is something that I had to learn over time where you just assume guys will bust their ass. And I want to talk about this. This is a good for, time for me to do it for the playoffs. I tweeted this last night. Uh, I feel like we're seeing more chase blocks than we ever see in the regular season. We're seeing more help blocks from guys that don't normally do it than we do in the regular season. This is what playoff intensity is. There was a play in the Cleveland game, and uh, uh, Knicks, Knicks had a two-on break. Donovan Mitchell's trailing the play. I don't remember if he turned it over or not first. I don't think he did. And you would have thought uh, Gerard Donovan Mitchell was trying to qualify for a 100-meter Olympic <laughs> race in the finals. He was flying to get back. Why? To turn a two-on-one into two-on-two. Mm-hmm. He did it. They didn't get a shot in the two-on-one break, which normally is an automatic at mm-hmm. high school level, much yep. less NBA. Getting a shot, not making it, getting a shot. They had to reset their offense. They did. They got a shot. They missed. They rebounded again. They missed. Cavs, the Knicks did. Cavs got the rebound. No one thought about it again. But... Donovan Mitchell saved two or three points, probably two points, because he raced full speed. So that is playoff basketball. However, we are, they are, all of them are human beings on the court. In fact, I thought about this when Kawhi and KD in the last game both missed a short jumper when the game was on the line in the third quarter, but it's a close game. I was so happy that they both missed because it reminded me that they aren't anything but human beings. Because you could mistake them for being cyborgs. <laughs> they're so automatic yep. in so many ways. But they're not. They're just human. So my point is, sorry for being so long-winded no, about it. Uh, it is a coach's job sometimes to bring that inspirational nugget to make sure that when they're not at optimum level effort. And remember, you can't be playing crazy basketball no. because you got to think also. So you get the optimum level is, as hard as you can while still being total control of your emotions, your all your faculties, right? When that is dropping off, that's my job. Now, it'd be great when leaders do it also. Nothing wrong with that on the court. But as a head coach, I've got to make sure I'm saying, I don't have to yell and scream. Right. Grown men. I can fire them up with my words, right? Or sometimes just my silence and my look to get them to play at that optimal level. And so that, to me, is a big part of coaching. When I watch the Grizzlies, uh, uh, Taylor Jenkins is not very demonstrative. They play their ass off for him. They do. For whatever, you know, I don't know. I, I've, only, I've never met him, actually. Um, he's a hell of a coach. Yeah. You've got you've to be able to, that extra bit to get the more, most out of your players mm-hmm. is the talent of coaches. For sure, for sure. No, and, and, it, and it's critical. You, you mentioned the Donovan Mitchell play for, for the Cavs. Guys, p- possessions matter in every basketball game, but in the playoffs, possessions are so critical. There's a certain, there's a finite amount of them in a game, right? And you don't want to be pissing them away, right? You look at stat sheets at the end, you're like, man, this team got 10, 12 more shot attempts than us. Almost invariably, you lost that game. 
unless you were super hot from three. You cannot give away possessions. And it's it's so vital in the playoffs. No, this is this will be interesting to see. This has been a great series. I, I, I've loved this series so far. Um, yeah, it would not surprise me too, too, uh, going back to Phoenix uh, for game five. And you know, as we all know, the winner of game five and a tied 2-2 series goes on to win almost 90 whatever percent that's of the a time. big number, yeah. That's that's the one. That That's the game you, you got to have. Um, the other thing is, let's move on to the other game tonight, which will be 76ers Nets. I will be in the house for that game Mm-mm. three. That one looks like it's over, David. Uh, I expect Philly to go up 3-0 and kind of just cruise, which for them is important because Boston doing the same thing, and that's who they're playing in the second round. If you're Philly and you're Doc, no messing around. Don't add any. It looks like Boston will sweep Atlanta. Why are we adding more chance for injury? More Take care of business in game three. And as the coaches say, be greedy, get game four, and get yourself ready for that second round series against most likely the Celtics. Yeah, I'm not ready to say it's going to be a sweep. I don't, I don't love Brooklyn's chances because I don't have any confidence that they're going to change anything. Yeah, they're probably I not. think they're just going to say, well, let's just execute better. And it, it, it might work. It might. I, I just think it's – I wish they would be a little more innovative. But I think Philly, uh, ultimately, uh, I don't love the connection between players and Doc. I haven't mm, all season. I don't love it. You haven't. I, I, I think that – I've said this before. If Brooklyn can find a way to get a win – in game three, and then have it be a competitive game four, it's Ooh. possible. Stress. You, you start, right, exactly. That stick. Mm-hmm. You got to put pressure on that stick or it's not going to break. The, the Sixers aren't going to break until you put a lot of pressure on them. Then maybe they will, maybe they won't. I like. I just think it's possible. Uh, I love Philly. I had them. I picked them to win the East in the regular mm-hmm. season. You did. Um, and I liked them all season. But that part does concern me, as does Joel's just overall health. He falls down a lot. Always on the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's why I feel like they should run him more and not double him as much. I do, you know, and he's a great that. player. but He's amazing. David, he flops a ton. And I'm like, bro, you can hurt yourself flopping. Like, like It's a long throwing, way to fall. Yeah, you're throwing that big body on the ground. Stop. Like, cut it out. He, he really is. Uh, uh, that part is true. But I, I thought about this watching the last game. So I don't remember Will Chamberlain as a player as when I was – I mean, he played when I was a young man. When I was a, a boy, I don't remember what year he retired, but I was probably not 10 yet. So he probably retired by 75. So I was 10 and 75. Um, but I think Joel Embiid now looks like what Wilt must have looked like back then. Like just a bunch of peons. <laughs> like he's so good. He's so right? Good. Jokic he's does so it with good. skill and craft. Yeah. Joel has skill and craft. Don't get me wrong. Yes. It, and just his, his, his general size is so impressive. His agility. There, there are. There is never a game where Joel Embiid plays where I watch it and not think at least one time, man, how did he do that? Yeah, just knowing his size. I've coached guys that size. They don't move like him. They don't have skill like him. No. And then to fall down as much as he does, that can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> I worry. Larry Bird threw his back out. Yeah. Because he dove so much. Joel's not yeah. diving. He's falling. But still, same thing. Got got to be easy on that, Joel. All right, guys. We'll be back after a brief commercial break. Okay, David, the series that everyone wants to talk about. <laughs> well, not everyone, but I do. <laughs> Lakers-Grizzlies. Uh, it is tied 1-1. Memphis without John Morant for game two. A lot of people thought this is the opportunity. You know, Lakers, be greedy. Steal, take it, take control of the series. Go up 2-0. You're commanding all that jazz. I said this on Monday. Yes, of course, you want John Morant on the floor. <laughs> like, you never don't want that. But this is not uncharted territory for them. 
They are accustomed and used to doing this. It's happened a ton last season, happened a lot this season as well. They trust Tyus Jones numbers, which is why they pay him the money they do. Highest paid backup point guard in the league. I thought the Grizzlies really just played hard last night. Ton of effort. Taylor Jenkins really coached them up well. We talked about that in our chat. Uh, Jaron didn't have a great offensive game in terms of like the box score. I mean, 18 and 9 or 18, something like that. Yeah. But David, he's doing something that great offensive players do when the shot isn't really falling. He was getting to the free throw line. He was just determined, oh, I'm getting to the bucket and the ref's going to call a foul because you're going to foul me up here. I was like, look at Jaron Jackson Jr. going. That's what the mark of big time scorers done. He was great on defense last night. Um, Desmond Bain was excellent in the first half, made a ton of threes. And something you said when you did our preview, D- Dylan Brooks just wears on you. You watch him. Every time LeBron, he just starts touching him. The, the, and I just got to get a all the time touching it's just like bro and you saw it because lebron started jawing at him a little bit and brooks is like yeah 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 that's like brooks is like draymond in that way he yeah. wants yeah please yes yes and then, yeah, and, then LeBron, and then lebron flipped it yes and did yes. nothing and did nothing yes yeah which i thought i thought was a recognition of i gotta spend all my energy yes. trying to win this game right and I not can't waste a breath on him cannot cannot because that's what he wants which, please which, yell way, at me <laughs> Credit, credit LeBron's emotional yes. IQ for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did that calculatedly. For sure. Um, I can't keep doing this no. and, and lead our team. He played great, LeBron. He did. And I, I, you know, Anthony Davis also was not great. By the way, John Conchar, a number of uh, David Thorpeism, uh, you block the guy who doesn't see you coming, not the one that sees you. Davis didn't see because behind him. Every time Conchar came, came from behind, he had no idea. He's met at the rim. There was... I love the effort from the Grizzlies. That was what you wanted to see. Look, you were the two seed for a reason. Xavier Tillman was the man of the match, as David said it in our have chat. You, have you not mentioned his name to that point? I did not mention it to this point. Here we are now. Tillman. He's fucking huge. He, again, he has played these, this role for not scoring this amount of points, but he plays consistent minutes to this team all season long, yep. as does Conchar, Roddy. Roddy, Aldama. And you and I have talked. We're like, oh, those guys in the playoffs make us nervous, as they still do. But it's not like, when you're pushed up against the wall and a guy yeah. hasn't played in 30 games, I need house, you to play tonight. Yeah. The house isn't on fire when they're in. Right? They're like, oh, we we do this. We're, we're used to this. Let's just go and do what we do. And I, I was really, really proud of their effort um, uh, last night. thought it was excellent. All right. So when you, I want to go, I touch on two things. When you talk about being greedy, I want to be a little more definitive of that. Everyone's saying this now. I, I don't know who came up in the in the press. Um, no, a coach said it like back in the 80s. I think he said Pat Riley. Oh, yeah. It's, not, it's like not new. That's what I was yeah. going to say. So um, I'll, I'll be really brief on this. But uh, my son had a big all-star baseball tournament once. Um, it's the big thing. Like You get trophies and you get plaques and banners on the local Little League. Our Little League is a beautiful little field. like five fields. And uh, the, the manager of the team, a former Florida Gator football player, but he loved baseball. His son was very good. He, he said no dads are allowed except for David because for some reason, he and Max, like, they just have a, a – they don't yell at each other, all the other right. dads. Because <laughs> as a coach, I knew it's the last thing I need to do is fight with my son on the field. So I was kind of the GM of the team. And so on that exact point, I talked to my team a ton about those words, be greedy, be greedy, be greedy. What does that mean, be greedy? These were 10, 11-year-old kids, be greedy. Uh, they, in baseball, they have mercy rules. Mm-hmm. So every inning we don't have to play, it saves pitches. Mm-hmm. The more we can pitch my son and his best friend, Alex, the better off we're going to be because those cats can really pitch. And so for a first game, we scored like seven runs in the first inning. How? We got two or three runs 
Our whole team, be greedy, be greedy. What does that mean? It means everyone's up in the dugout talking. Mm-hmm. Everyone's studying the pitcher each time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking to each other. How do we get this? How do we do this? They change pitchers. And, and I, I asked our hitting coach, who all down here, every hitting baseball coach, player. Mm-hmm. played baseball player in college or pro. Yeah. This guy was like, he's a doctor, 60 years old. He reminds me of the guy from Field of Dreams, super smart. You know, the old guy, Burt Lancaster. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you do again? The, the second pitcher was really slow. What? I'm a baseball, basketball guy. I don't know. He's like, you got to really sit. You got to wait. But you, so I said, tell the team. So he goes and tell, because he was a dad like I was sitting yeah. in the stands. He tells the team. The guys are all talking. Wait on it. Wait on it. Wait on it. We fucking blew every team out until the finals. <laughs> we were up 12-2 and won 12-10. We won the finals. <laughs> Be fucking greedy. That's what it means. So when you're up 1-0, Lakers, you can't have any illusions that without John Morant, this is going to be a little bit easier. No, you have to come out fucking fighting from the get-go all 48 minutes that's what being greedy is it's an attention and awareness if you if you have a dog mm-hmm. uh is your dog protective yeah very much so, so. yeah you 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 my pool guy gets anywhere close to us <laughs> and my my dog is not an aggressive dog right. unless she doesn't know you right and we don't we and we always tell people ah they say we pet him well, i'm not so sure <laughs> right we feed into that shit yeah, and he buys it, and my this my dog his hair goes up mm-hmm. like you're aware. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers, I, I was worried as soon as the game started that I don't see an urgency in yeah. them. They were not that they're just in a game. It's a I, I had I talked to one player this week whose team is not doing great, and he said to me about one particular player. I just can't say who it is. It doesn't really matter. The point is the same. He's like he said to me this. This player said to me he's playing like it's the regular season. And I thought, oh, this young man gets it. Like, there needs to be uh, an emphasized aspect to what we're doing here. We really are season on the line zone. We're in that zone. And I felt like LA had won their first game. Mm -hmm. We're okay. One more job. Cool. Mm -hmm. Jaws out. We're probably Mm going to be okay. No, no, you've got to have your hair on fire in the postseason and be emotionally alert and aware and all that, have an acute attention to detail. And I think that's a big part of it. The second part I want to say is you mentioned Roddy and, and especially mm-hmm. Tillman. Mm-hmm. Credit the Memphis. First of all, credit the players. Yep. At the end of the day, it's their job. It's Xavier Tillman's job to get better. Mm-hmm. But he looked like a polished player. This is an undersized big. Forget about that he made a three, which was nice. He looked polished inside. Footwork was good. Fundamentals were good. We said in our preview, I said this maybe on Zach's show. I don't remember. His matchup with AD was, is good. Like, he's pretty good. Same as LeBron. He can kind of guard those guys better than people probably realize because he's so strong. His footwork is good. He's a young player, mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies have done a hell of a job developing their bench. Yep. I, do I, I, I like what you said. I'm not sure Aldama should be in, mm-hmm. but I love that he's trying. I love that sure Roddy should. Roddy made a couple threes, though, he yesterday. Did. He sure did. Um, I give Taylor, he has a plan. Big, bo- big body Roddy. That's big body Roddy. Home. It's exactly <laughs> what he is, too. And, and by the way, good job. Yeah. Good job, Grizzlies drafting him late in the first round. Yep. He doesn't look like a first rounder, but if you saw Moneyball, they talked, if you read the book Moneyball, they talked about a catcher who couldn't go in the first round because his thighs touched each other when he walked. That's what his scout said. And the guy sure. ended up being an all star. Um, I think if I remember correctly, it was the time I read the book a long time ago. Uh, David Roddy is a basketball player. And, and it goes to what, how the Grizzlies play. Yes. They're looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. Now, Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. 
Do you want to read what he his poke the bear thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so after the game, uh, reporters asked him, you know, hey, Dylan, you know, people often say it's not so wise to, you know, rattle LeBron because he can come at you. It's like, I don't care about that. LeBron's old. He was like, he's like, this is this is what I do. I, I poke the bear. I don't respect anybody until they drop 40 on me. And I was like, whoa, this guy's like, he's really, look, Dylan Brooks is the kind of guy, if he's on the team you root for, it's like a necessary evil, right? You have to kind of just, all right, we, we tolerate him. Um, he didn't, he doesn't shoot the ball great. As you saw, he did make a late three, which he was very he excited did. about. It, they probably would have won anyway, but right. it killed the game. It, it killed the game, game right? Yeah. And he was definitely talking about it on, on, on the way down. He, listen, he is a big dude. He's huge. He, he, he is a big, big power guard. I'm talking about big body. There's no, he's not just muscular. He's big. Yes. There is there, a weight to him. Mm-hmm. He, that's what we talked about. He specifically wearing LeBron down. Not, I didn't mean with his voice, although that may be working too. Physically. But just that body, man. He, uh, I want to say it was Mirren Fader, I think. And if I'm, if it's not Mirren, someone did it, apologies, did a, a feature on him recently uh, on Dylan Brooks and just his whole mindset and attitude. And it went all the way back to like, he grew up in Canada playing AAU ball for his coaches and, and all that. And how one of his coaches said, I almost messed this guy up because I tried to take this away from him. Well, this is Dylan Brooks' superpower, right? Call it irrational confidence. Whatever it is, you have to have, as David said, you know, uh, I love this story. I just go back to it. The player that you were coaching and the coaches around, he's missing shots and he's getting upset. And you're like, buddy, you ain't going to make it in this league. If you're getting mad because you're missing three shots in a row, this ain't the sport for you. You got to do something else. Dylan Brooks doesn't care if LeBron scores, whatever. That kind of attitude is how you're able to relish and want no give me lebron give me steph curry give me kevin durant i don't care who it is and that the team feeds off of that emotion that he has and it's it's huge for them uh, everything you say i agree with uh he's my least favorite player in the league well yes because he's a uh, wwe heel right that part <laughs> but i respect what he does defensively you, he's an all nba defensive yes, player correct uh deservedly so correct and uh he plays incredibly hard I love that. I, I don't hate him. That's for sure. Um, I don't love the WWE part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I, I'm a big believer in um, like Larry Bird and Magic hate each other, but you never knew it. Right, right. They became best friends. You didn't know that either when they played against each other. Right. I I'm old school that way. I guess I, I'm a big believer in uh, in business. Keep things to yourself. Right. Uh, execute do, do, do the plan. Not, show it on the court. Right. Back it yep. up on the court with yep. your play. Yep. I uh, I just that that's not how I am. Uh, I don't think it's bad how he gets his team inspired. That's for sure. Yeah, I, there's value to that. Um, and listen, the bottom line is this: it could have been two zero L A. Like you're yeah. missing your best player, mm-hmm. and they dominated the game. They really, I mean, always lead. I think they led for most of it. Yeah, they did. But they played really well and really hard, and uh, they're defending L A. pretty well. L A. is loaded with talent, as we've talked about. It's you a big win for them. You know what's interesting about LA? Um, consistency from hitting jump shots. Like they, Rui still shot the ball well. He Reeves shot well both games. Reeves wasn't as good last night shooting the ball. Yeah, like no. um, Davis, as we said, I mean, Davis missed a ton at the rim. Too. He was bad. Like, yeah. He was he was bad last night. Like and LeBron, you know, his stat line was great, and he had a couple. It and we we talked about this, David. He's picking his spots because there were moments I'm like, say that. why aren't you going to the rim right now? Because probably because he can't. He's he's definitely he, the the point is here's the point. If he couldn't pick any spots, well then he's got to retire. Right. 
he's still got some spots that he can dominate. Right. Mm-hmm. He still can make that dunk, get that chase block, or get the help block. He's still doing that. It, it, someone texted me last night, a younger guy in his 30s, a partner of mine in business. He texted me. He, I think he's 38 now. And he, he wrote, um, was, was prime LeBron like great all the time? <laughs> yes. yes. All the time. All <laughs> I mean, obviously, there was, he was, it wasn't every single second, but the effort, the athleticism was just mm-hmm. effort. It was just always there. Yes. It was ubiquitous in a sense. He was just, you knew you were going to get all the time. And, and remember I said about Chris Paul, it kind of flickers when you get older. The light flickers. When it's shining, it's great. Doesn't shine as bright too often. It flickers mostly. When it's dark, it's dark. Chris Paul flickered in game two. He did. It did not. It flickered bad in game one. Mm-hmm. It was off in game one, on in game two. LeBron isn't quite there yet. It's on more than off. Right. But I completely agree with you. He, um, he just can't do it all the time. If, if he could, if, if, if this was, what, what do you want to say, 2014 LeBron? Oh. Yeah. 2017 LeBron. Right. right. Um, they're they're winning the series for sure. Well, they probably wouldn't even be in the series. They'd be a better yeah, right. be a better seed. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't miss as many games. Right. Whatever and, year it was. And and that's that. why Anthony Davis is so critical. Right. He has yeah. got to be the best player in the series because if he is, that's how the Lakers win. Right. Games like he did last night. That's not cutting it. Uh, you mentioned is something illustrative in the box score um, from this from this yes. Game. So um, don't look at the box score now. I'm gonna have you yeah. call it up. Are you looking at it now? No, no, I'm not looking. Okay. At it. So, uh, how do you think D'Angelo Russell played? Not well. Right. You you would say not well. For, yeah, he, I, he, I agree well, with you. He didn't shoot the ball well. That for right. sure happened. He did not defend well either. Can you open the box score? I, so I I put a box score on a document. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I want you to look up plus minus for D'Angelo Russell. Single game. I think anyone would agree he was bad in this game. Bad. <laughs> he was what, plus one. <laughs> right. What have I always said? You, I don't like even one game. In, you can look at the box score, but you can't assume it means anything. Right. It might mean something. Right. This is where subjectivity counts in, right. in, in very small sample size. Mm-hmm. And this is the smallest you get, one game. Right. And I, I was surprised because I thought he was terrible. Right. Let me put it this way. He was plus one. If, if someone else in the game had said to him, they might have been plus 10 given the same situation. Yes, correct. He was fucking bad. He was bad. Right. So that's just that was the only illustrative point. But on the larger point uh, uh, for the series, Rui has been beautiful. That's two games in a row he shot well. Right. And maybe it won't last. They need someone else. They're clearly going small. And that is a trend we're seeing with some teams not going small. Portis and Lopez started yesterday. They did. What was the other team I just thought of that uh, is playing two bigs? Oh, well, Cleveland, Cleveland always plays two bigs. Cleveland, there's another one, too. There's a third team that played two guys. Oh, I didn't see how many times Robert Williams was in with Horford. With Horford, yeah, a couple but times. there's another yeah. team, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and some teams are not. Yes. Denver's not going big at all. Um, the Lakers aren't. The Lakers, Clippers, Clippers the Lakers, yeah, Clippers are small. The Lakers only played um, Bamba and Gabriel one minute each when it was over. They're going small. Um, they need someone else to step up, I think, uh, because – I, I, do they play again tomorrow or not till Saturday? No, they're, they're, they're getting they're they're, lucky. They're getting lucky the two days. At some point, yeah. it's going to change. And then it, it clicks. It's, yeah. going, it's going every other. Because yeah. these That's, heavy minutes, LeBron and AD are logging heavy minutes. Yeah, right I'm a little – I said this in the beginning. I thought they'd wear down advantage Memphis late in the series. Other than LeBron being LeBron intellectually, mm-hmm. and, and, and D'Angelo's played a bunch of games. They have a lot of veterans too, for sure. But they also have some guys that aren't so experienced. Yep. But I still think LA is going to be um, unlikely to come back down to one more likely to to beat get to game six or seven 
up to one because it's yeah. gonna. I think they're gonna get worse as the series goes on. Yeah, no, I, and I, they I'm, go one game off and on every night. Yep, I, I'm with you there. One other thing I'll point out about this series, David. I don't know if you noticed this. Jaron Jackson Jr. had one foul through yeah, three quarters. Course. They talked about the show. I'm like, don't talk about it. <laughs> Definitely don't talk it out loud. I don't want him to know that. Yeah, yeah. It seems that that's Lakers fatigue a little bit, not attacking as much. It's it's that Lakers attacking. It also seems like he's making a conscious effort for sure because you know he likes to jump and swat at everything. I'm like, he's not really yeah. doing that in this series. That's it took you two years to figure it out. Right, uh, Jaron, mm-hmm. Mr. Jackson Jr., but, <laughs> but you figured out some. You, yeah. Your team needs you in the game. I yes. used to always tell big guys in high school, like, we, we can't, we'd we rather give up the layup. Right. We need you in the game. Yes. Like, your extra 10 minutes of playing time because you don't foul out is more important than that one layup. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, in their game last night, Nuggets-Wolves. Nuggets up 2-0. So, David said, chokingly on Monday, we're not talking about this series unless Minnesota decides to show up. Well, they showed up. They showed up in this game. Uh, they had an excellent third quarter, and that third quarter, forty point third quarter, yes, is what points. scares people about Denver's defense going forward. They're like, "This is what makes us nervous." Like, can they guard when they have to? But like, Anthony Edwards was phenomenal, and not everyone has a player like that who can go off and go down. Although the later you go in the playoffs, you're going to find somebody like that who's good, right? right? Like right. in the next round, whether it's Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, whether it's Phoenix or LA. You got two guys on that team in, in yeah. Phoenix, or you got one guy on, on LA, right? So someone can do that to you. Um, but I thought, and Jamal Murray, he looked like Bubba Murray a little bit. I was like, ooh, this is like you and, Donovan, you and Donovan Mitchell going back and forth. Bubba it Murray. Was, it was exciting. Jokic had just a almost great 27 point triple double that, you know, doing Jokic things. Ho hum. Ho hum. <laughs> Pretty much. Porter <laughs> Jr. hit some clutch shots. Um, listen, uh, we, we think Denver's the better team. They're, they've won the first two games. They showed it. And you talk about this all the time, and it's true. Human nature, right? You're up big. You're going to relax. That's just what you do. You take your foot off the gas. This team is desperate. We got to win some games. They come back. They start storming. Rudy Gobert was looking good uh, in, in that third quarter, too. You know, I, I, I'm happy Minnesota put up a fight. I still think Denver wins this series. Uh, we'll see what happens when they go back to Minnesota, though, right? They got to figure out a way to get Carl Anthony Towns involved. David, it seems like if he's not scoring... I mean, he's just a seven-foot space eater that does nothing out there. Just clogs the game up. And that's, for someone as talented as him, he's, it's got to be better than that. Yeah, that part's a little bit frustrating. But the, the good news is Anthony played great. Uh, I, I was really impressed watching him play. And, um, you know, Denver is what they are. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed in their bench. And, uh, and their starters were very good. But, but that Jamal Murray is a big difference maker. Let's see if he can do it again anytime soon. And they, I mean, the, the harmony he and Jokic has on their pick and roll game. I was like, oh, well, you guys, this is, this is what they do. It's a it's a beautiful thing to watch when two guys are so in rhythm and in sync like that, right? It's like when Draymond and Steph are doing their thing. Like, it's a, it looks different, obviously, in, yeah. in, the, in the Cuisinart. But it's just, yeah. it's wonderful when you have the synergy. Basketball is jazz, as David Thorpe wrote a, wrote a book about. Um, Bucks. Bounce back. Big time win. Playoff record, I believe, made 25 threes. Is that what, 25? Mm-hmm. I think they uh, shot 49 of them. God, they shot. As David says, is it going to be a game you make 25 threes? You're probably winning that game. Yeah, they sure did. 20, <laughs> 22, you're probably good. Oh, they were blowing them out. The game oh, yeah. was not competitive. No, no. Yeah. Um, once they realized that Max Schuess was guarding Brooke Lopez, I was like, oh, this is this is disaster central, right? Like, we're going to go keep feeding that guy. I mean. Is Giannis back for game three? 
And I haven't heard yet. I have not heard yet. Um, and look, as you said, it may not matter. There's still, I mean, Drew Holiday. I like, said that before game two, didn't I? You did. You're like, it may so not matter. Yeah, you're yeah. like, look, Drew and Chris and Brooke. Just, if that's a team. They're really ball, good. Team. Right, they're, they're very good. Real, and they're playing great. You add Giannis, well, now they're a title favorite, obviously, yeah. right? Like, because he's they're that my, good. They're my title favorite going right. back to the start of the year. Um, nothing I've seen makes me think that they're not the best team in the league. Yeah. They're not going to cruise past Boston or Philly, nope. but they're, they're, I think they're the better team. In the Eastern Conference, as you said, we're waiting for that, that second round, right? When it's going to be Boston and likely Philly. And it's going to be uh, Milwaukee and who knows? Cleveland Knicks. Let's talk about it. 1-1. Look, Cleveland, I love – we said it before. I'll say it again. It's amazing how when you play harder, <laughs> like how the game looks right, Cleveland just looked like they played harder, right? They were just – they set better screens. They were racing. You mentioned Donovan Mitchell running back. The, but they, they, there's a care factor. And it's not that – I want to be clear. I'm not saying that of guys the don't ever – everyone cares. It's just you're human. I can't run all out speed right. every game. Like I'm gonna die at some point, right? So, but they really came out house on fire. Um, I, I Darius Garland was more aggressive. I think that's key for them. Like he, it can't just be Donovan Mitchell only. Like Darius has got to put pressure on the Knicks defensively. Um, they did a better job on the boards. Uh, Cleveland did, and you know in that game late, and this is what worries me. I was like, Tibbs, it's a blowout. Why are your starters still in the game? I was like, uh, we're risking injury. But that's what he does, you know. Something to, to watch in that series, R.J. Barrett. Like, you know, I, I just don't know what his. I mean, look, he's been extended, so he's there. He's not what I thought he could develop into, David. And I wonder, is this a Knicks problem? Is it a him not working hard enough problem? Is he just not as good at basketball as we thought he could be? It. it he's not someone that Tibbs seems like he wants to lean on. In, in important moments. And, you know, for your number three pick. He, he's going to be out pretty soon in the location. It's right. going to be quickly, I'm, maybe in game three. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I yeah, just... yeah. 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 I think I got a text the other day during the game from someone who's very close to RJ. And the text was like, what's wrong with my guy? And I, I don't know. I, I don't know him at all. But um, he was he's like, I, I gave him some answer about. He's kind of moving slowly, not very confident. Yeah. And, and, then, and then my friend wrote back, this isn't good. <laughs> no. I, yeah, yeah. Do you think, so we talked about a lot about roles and what people ask you to do and all that. And he was the number three pick in that draft, right? It was Zion, it was John, and then him, if I'm not mistaken. That was That's correct. That was the draft order. We know about the, the psychological uh, theory, social psych theory um, of an the anchoring effect, right? The first image you get of something is what stays in your mind. When you're a top three pick, Everyone assumes, and you're the Knicks first pick. Well, you're the, you're the franchise savior, right? We expect multiple All NBAs, All Stars, right? That's typically. Is he miscast as that? And I wonder if a change of scenery does something different to him because I can't believe someone has got the physical tools that he does. And we say, okay, you're going to go to wherever team I'm going to send you. I want you to focus on guarding the hell out of people. Like with that size and wingspan, you should be a plus defender. You work on that. I want you to crash the boards. I want you to cut on offense. We're not running any plays for you because you're not, that ain't you. We're not letting you do that right now. And he does that role. If that can help him sort of bring himself back into being something eventually down the line, because I just don't know if that's going to happen in New York. We wrote about them when they drafted him. I, I, I have, I think the Knicks have done a hell of a job with their franchise. This is not an area they're strong in. 
uh, uh, Grimes and Quickly yes. were draft picks that have done well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Grimes got drafted or not. Quickly did, quickly I did. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quickly definitely did. Um, but, you know, Knox is long gone. Mm-hmm. RJ, they're paying him, but he's not worth that mm-hmm. money. It's almost like they're paying him to prove they didn't fuck up. Right. I don't think they screwed up drafting him. I think the development part isn't great. Yeah. Um, he looks heavy to me. Mm. Yeah, he looks heavy to me. I don't know if he is, but he looks heavy to me. Um, he's lost right now. And David, everything him. in his game has regressed. Everything. Yeah. Defensively, he was always yeah, like, all right, at least I know sh- you can guard somebody. Not doing that. Yeah, he's not shooting well. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll see. They play tonight or tomorrow? Uh, they play tomorrow. It's a great series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love Cleveland. I, I yeah, look, uh, the Knicks, are, Knicks are fighting hard. Like this, we, we said this is going to go seven. That's what we thought. We thought a seven That's game I series. I thought so, yeah. And of course, if the Bucks cruise through easily, they're like, ooh, yeah, you guys beat the hell out of each other. So we can clean up, pick, pick on those bones in, in the next yeah. round. Yeah. Um, the series that we know, uh, we're not, you're not saying it's a sweep, but Celtics up 2-0 on Atlanta. We just don't think that's going to be much of a competitive series. Later for that, let's move forward to sort of the offseason for Atlanta. And you think there are some options for Atlanta to do some trades. Um, And there's some places that a certain all-star guard on Atlanta could end up. And no, I don't mean DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing from people. For weeks, I've been hearing that that the Hawks are ready to trade Trey. I want to first say, are are anybody surprised? Even if you didn't talk to people like we did, is anyone surprised by this development? No. You shouldn't be. Right. Which is why when I was told this from a very good source, um, he said, you're probably not surprised. I said, no. You know, I've heard it. I kind of heard intimation. This is someone that really knows and that that he's likely going to be traded, probably going to be traded. You can argue different people. Right. So um, I was talking to Henry about it and I said, maybe I should come up with some potential places i don't want to focus on it now he's still playing in the series right the first thought i had was with a play in the celtics i think jalen brown's from atlanta let's check that out you think he's from the west coast well he went to cal you know that but i, I, knew, I, mean he's I from knew the that west coast. but i remember being surprised he went there Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. yes he's from you're right from marietta georgia he sure yeah, is that's what i thought georgia kid so uh it makes some sense that's the other yeah possible trade where uh two guys are playing each other now with draymond and and king's being the first one um I don't say Boston wants Trey, but right. what else are you going to take? You're not, you're not going to give DeJounte. Right. So could they do something with Trey? Yeah. You got to put Trey on a team with defenders, right? I'm not saying it should work there with Derek, Derek White Mar- and, Mal- and uh, Marcus Smart and Brogdon, but he is a very talented player that clearly yes. is, is found a tough hole. It's, it's not going well for him. He didn't shoot well this year. He's also a very gifted passer. He's not a willing defender. That's got to change for him. So that was one team I looked at. I also looked at um, who else uh, could trade a player that's making some money that could use life on their offense. And I thought at Toronto, they would trade Fred Van Vliet. I'm not suggesting this will happen. I'm just looking at possibilities. You trade Fred and whomever, Gary Trent Jr., their money combined probably works. And and now Toronto's got, who's got the center and Pirtle, You've got all these long guys. You can, you can go OG, Barnes, and Pascal. You can't necessarily switch everything, but with Pirtle, you don't have to. Right, right. You, but you've got lots of helpers. Yeah. That, I think, and he gives them some organization offensively more because mm-hmm. so, he's a way better passer than most guys, including Fred. Then the third team I thought of in the West, because I want to have a Western team, I didn't love any fit, but I did like, I started thinking, well, who's got a player that's being paid a lot of money and it's not working out great? 
And I thought of Minnesota. Oh. They need a point guard. Uh, uh, if you tra- if you've got Ant and uh, and Cat with Trey, it's a hell of an offense. Ant so should be a plus defender. So you're saying send, ter- send Rudy away. Have, Yeah, and trade Rudy. Yeah, I, I don't know why the Hawks would want him. They have Capella. Right. But you at least get an asset back. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You'll probably want more than that. I don't think they can get Jaden McDaniels no. because I don't think Minnesota will be willing to trade him because you need someone to, to guard. Um, remember, they're doing this in this series without Jaden because it's broken yeah. hand. Yep. So I don't know if there's a deal there to be made or not. The money will be, would be similar. Yeah, but um, yeah. I just thought those are two guys that are uh, the two executives who are unhappy with the fit of, the, or however, for every reason, Rudy in Minnesota, Trey in Atlanta. So I just I thought there was some smoke there, too. No, uh, look, it, it, whoever decides to bring Trey into their organization mm-hmm. has got to have, as you mentioned, defense, number one, because Trey doesn't do that. And I think it's going to be important for him to go somewhere where it's like, this ain't your show. Like, you, 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 you ain't the man here. Like, and this is some of the challenges teams have when they draft guys and they just hand the keys over to their franchise. It's like, uh, guys who haven't earned it or who may be prickly with teammates and, you know, who've gotten coaches fired, like, that's... That's not the way, right? That's not yeah. good for your organization. Clearly, the, that's why they're trying to figure out how do we move on from this guy. Um, and yeah, it's whew, it's interesting. All right. Last thing before we go. It's a little while to go. Although, the draft lottery will be soon. It's be sometime next month. Let's say probably a couple weeks away from that. Um, one of the hopefuls in the 2023 draft, one Mr. Scoot Henderson of the G League Ignite, who's been shut down now for quite some time. I think the last couple yeah. months yeah, or yeah. so. He had some interesting comments, David. What did uh, Scoot Henderson say that caught your attention? He said that he thinks he go number should go number one. I have no problem with him saying that. And then he said, uh, "I I'm going to go number one." And I <laughs> thought that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, number one. As you pointed out to me when we talked about it earlier, no one even knows who's drafting number one. Correct. So, are you saying you think you're the best player? You know you're the best player. That's fine, but it's not the evidence that we have. Mm-hmm. First of all, on film, he's not the best player. Right. I'm not sure he's the second best player. Mm. Uh, I am sure who is the best player, yes. and he plays in Europe. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and every team needs him. Yes. And of the four that have that best draft, first pick in the draft uh, percentage, mm-hmm. and then every other team in the lottery, I think he'd be picked number one by everybody. Yes. Uh, Victor Wembanyama for sure, is the consensus number one pick. It would be the biggest shock. Yes. If he's Biggest not. shock. Yeah. If he didn't go number one. Right. If that happens, something happens somewhere. Something came up in a medical report. Like, right. Right. That's the only thing we can think of because everything yeah. else suggests this is a generational talent. And I said this before, uh, selfishly, I hope he ends up in San Antonio because I do not trust Charlotte, uh, Detroit, or Houston to do right by him. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Track record says those teams don't really know what they're doing. Um, all right, folks. Enjoy the rest of the games tonight and this weekend. By the time we're back on Monday, some series might be over on the brink of yeah 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 yeah. But by, by Monday, yeah, Friday so, Sunday, mm-hmm. Friday Sunday games yeah. So Thursday, by Monday Saturday. there'll be some teams that are probably already sent as TNT likes to say gone fishing and they're uh, they're, they're they're off for the rest of the uh, the rest of the season. All right, everybody, take care.